0: Welcome back. It's the Flower Confessional. You've been gone for a long time.
1: That's true. How are you,
0: Angelo? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I don't know why
1: we're starting so jovially, but uh, I'm happy that we're recording uh, because we had this very grandiose idea that we were going to record every week, and we have <laughs> so Whoops. totally eaten shit. I think... <laughs> The last time that we did a flower confessional was like the day before Valentine's Day, and it is... Daddy Val. Daddy Val! And it is the 8th of April, so we suck. Our bad. So I thought that it would be a cool idea to kind of go and talk about what's been going on over the last few weeks with both of us and with the world and everything so just before we even start our setup is really fun Mm -hmm. so we haven't gotten a shock mount for the mic so it's sitting on a hoodie so that's like our noise canceling vibration uh technology that we have is this fuckboy hoodie of mine and then if you've listened to previous flower confessionals about thirty minutes in the fan on my MacBook air will turn on, and literally the only feedback that I got was to put an ice pack under it. so I have an ice pack and that's that's what we're working with. yeah, we're also working with airplane noise, cat collar jingles yep.
0: cars honking cars
1: honking, cop siren we're on a emergency responder route so got a real professional operation going on here so first and foremost we have to talk about what happened to you recently yeah so why don't you just fucking go for it because Um,
0: i had my appendix taken out a week ago
1: like just say what happened because i i even i know just bits and pieces
0: it was taken out on sunday night and i started to get a stomach ache on like saturday afternoon and I thought it was just because I had, like, eaten pretty shitty that day. It just started to get kind of painful. And then it was painful on the right side, which is, like, the zone of possibly being appendicitis. Mm-hmm. But I thought nothing of it. Um, we had a bunch of friends over and played games that night, in the place where we were house-sitting. And I remember it getting worse and worse, but I still just thought it was... Uh, honestly, I was like is it like I've heard stories of people who go to the doctor thinking they're having a heart attack and then the doc they like they're like you have like incredibly bad gas.
1: Yeah, or you're so, having a panic attack or yeah. whatever, so you didn't so, want to like, go I was in. like
0: okay. Like obviously I don't know what appendicitis feels like because once you have it you have it taken out, and that's it. So I was like that's probably just what it is. Like this must be what it feels like. Yeah. To have that really bad like just bubble inside of you, so I just kept rolling with it, but it got worse and worse through the night, and I slept, like, I slept pretty fine, but I remember it being really painful to the touch, and then it was Sunday morning, and we stayed in, what did I do, oh, but I came back here from the house we your house sitting, and it was getting worse and worse, and I remember just being like, I felt like I was in this dream-like state, like, I wasn't really like I knew where I was, but I wasn't aware of what was going on like going on around me. Okay. Like I was just kind of really foggy. And I still was convincing myself that this was just nothing but like a bad stomach ache.
1: You're like, yeah, I totally get delirious. Yeah. I'm just
0: a burrito. Yeah. And then my daughter and I drove <laughs> back to the house of your house sitting, and I just had these chills and I had myself wrapped up in a blanket and I was watching March Madness. But I had a basketball game that night, and I was so determined to make it to it because I wanted to play basketball so bad. And I was like, I remember even before we left, I went upstairs, where you and I live, and I was like practicing like little moves and stuff to see if I could pull it <laughs> off. And I was like, well, I can't jump as high, but like I can, I can manage through this like stomach pain. Oh my and play god. Basketball. Which, if I did play basketball, would have been terrible. It probably would have well, exploded.
1: Well, thank God for Sophia, for your wife, for insisting that you go to the hospital. Because... Yeah, because
0: what happened was basketball got canceled last second. So I stayed home, and I was wrapped up in these covers, and Sophia was like, you should go into the hospital. And I, I hate hospitals. I hate doctors, dentists. Like, I, yeah. I honestly have... Very little in life that makes me anxious, but that is the one thing that could send me into a full-blown panic attack, like just walking into... Like, it would be really nice if hospitals and doctors and dentists had a setup where as soon as I get to the door, they're like, good morning, Mr. Nofi, and then just hand me the laughing gas there. Yeah. Like, I could be bringing my daughter in for a doctor's appointment, and it would still be nice for me to have laughing gas.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, there are certain environments where you're just like, No. Your body is like, no, I don't want to be here at all. And it. you were telling me about, I think think it was an ultrasound technician or a CT scan Mm -hmm. tech or whatever. And it sounds like this is the angriest slash crankiest I've ever heard you is she asked you if you were from California. Three times. And you were like, no. And... (laughs) You were talking about how you were so nervous. You were like, I appreciate your small talk, but, like, <laughs> please just do the CT scan. Yeah. That's sort of the equivalent of you just being like, go fuck yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is probably my like, I'm
1: thinking about up. possibly being yeah. sort of irritated with probably you. to
0: raise my voice. <clears throat>
1: and the only, yeah, the only reason was because, A, you were in an incredible amount of pain, and, B, you were incredibly anxious. Yeah, super
0: anxious. I remember, like, is. Like, this probably sounds silly to some of you because you probably do just fine, but I know everyone has their own thing. Like, it was making my, like, knee shake. Oh, my God. there. But ultimately, I went there. Sophia convinced me. So, yeah, she got me to go in. My daughter spent the night with my grandparents, or my parents, her grandparents, and they had me in the room, and I do this thing. They were like, do you want to watch TV? And I do this thing where every time I feel really disgusting, whether it's... Like, I drank too much, or I have the flu, or in this case, I'm in the hospital. Where if I'm watching TV, I want it to be something I don't enjoy. Because that situation kind of ruins the show for me. So, Oh, like, yeah. Because, like, past, your
1: hangover thing.
0: Yeah, I watched that 70s show because I didn't feel bad about losing interest never watching it again. And I've never <laughs> been a fan of The Simpsons. So that's what I watched when I was sitting in the hospital room. Oh. I didn't want to ruin anything else. So anyways, they were like... The doctor was doing his tests and feeling around and asking me all the questions. And he was like, "Your story doesn't add up for appendicitis, but like, let's just do a blood test to see." And they did a blood test. And apparently, when you have appendicitis, your white blood cell count goes way up. Yeah. Mine stayed completely level. So then they did a test to see if I have a fever, because when you have appendicitis, you have a strong fever. I didn't have a fever. What the fuck? So this then he makes was like, so scared. "Just to make sure, let's do a CT scan." And they did it. And I came back from it and he was like, since the story doesn't add up and you have none of the other things, like, we'll do the CT scan. And even if it does show appendicitis, like, you've probably not got it bad. So you'll just spend the night here and we'll wake you up sometime in the morning when a surgeon is available and we'll just do it. Mm -hmm. It'll be casual, he said. And he was Mm -hmm. like, he got the CT scan back and he was like, we're going to do the surgery right now. So they rolled me in. We did it. I was out of there in five hours. They sent me home. Yeah. They were like, it it looked really bad.
1: Oh my God. That terrifies me even more because I am a hypochondriac and I go into the doctor a lot of the time and they'll be like, well, you're not showing signs of whatever it is that you're afraid that you have. We can do this test if you want to. And I, I'm a hypochondriac, but I hate doctors and I hate going in just like you do. Uh So I would have opted out of that test just so I could go home. Yeah. And that's what scares me. Honestly, is...
0: Yeah, if that surgeon wasn't like, let's just cover all the bases, I'd have been like, cool, no fever, no high white blood cell count, I'm going home. Yeah. But
1: I'm glad that you're alive.
0: Yeah, me too. It's I... a bad thing. Like, my family's not a bad... On my side of the family has always had problems with that. Like, my mom had hers burst, and oh, she yeah. didn't know it for... I think it was close to two weeks, Jesus which is nuts because you're not supposed to live like you. Did. Yeah. Wow. So.
1: Well, and also, I've thought I had appendicitis before because, like, I get stomach pains and stuff, uh-huh. and people are like, "Oh, if you had it, you'd know." Yeah. You wouldn't be able to walk, and you know your mom's burst. Yeah. And She's kind she of was. Badass. Yeah, she is a badass. It's that's is that the Swedish side, the Norwegian side, whatever yeah. Scandinavian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all are tough. Like I don't know. I I feel like that's probably a factor
0: and honestly though the like the pain I've never felt a stomach ache that bad or like it hurts to like touch the right side of your body right so I think I was just solely trying to convince myself I have to go to the hospital like when I think back about the pain levels yeah I was like fighting having to go in so bad I'm like what else did you think it was like when I think about it now I'm like that's Right, not a stomach ache, like no one has that.
1: Yeah, denial is so powerful, dude. It's it's crazy. So, uh, so you had a trip, <laughs> you had a trip to Florida planned,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and instead,
0: Are we still hear
1: you, you. We still hear you. <laughs> uh, so I was kind of joking with you that you faked it so that you didn't have to go to Florida.
0: It would be a solid, it would be a very like, that's a power move. Right. Like, you get yourself into the hospital, get them to wheel you all the way to the surgeon. Yep. Dan- just to get out of...
1: Yeah, Dan also is responsible for taking out the trash in this house, and he can't lift more than 10 pounds. Allegedly. Yeah, so, <laughs> for two more weeks. So, sometimes. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Bitches! So, if you want to get out of getting on a plane, going to a tropical climate, and taking out the trash, all you have to do is, like, fake an appendix crisis and get a surgery and then everybody feels bad for you, you get a free pair of scrubs, get to hang out with some hot nurses, they give you drugs <laughs> and you don't have to do anything. Sounds
0: like a so, solid afternoon.
1: Right. So I just want to let you and everybody listening know that I am totally on to you. So right. so there's that
0: for skepticism. Yeah. The only, well, the one way that you know that I'm not faking is that, like, I'd be, like, sneaking out to go play basketball or something, because I'm not allowed to play basketball for the next, yeah, like, that's, three weeks.
1: Yeah, that's how I know it's real. Like, you called your surgeon, and you were like, can I play basketball? And he was like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> and you were like, well, what if I just dribble? Like, what if... <laughs> and he's like, no, you fucking idiot. No. <laughs> and... Yeah, I feel like... So, the same week that Dan had his appendix surgery, my cat got spayed, and both of them have, like, the same mentality about it. They're like, oh, well, the surgery's over, so I'm fine. So, she's, like, jumping, she's climbing, she's getting in fights with the other cats, and Dan is just like, yeah, nope, totally ready to play basketball.
0: Climbing and getting fights with the other cats.
1: Exactly. Well... Yeah, I mean, that's what you do normally, so I guess carrying on with life as it normally is. So we locked up the cats prior to recording, and they were, like, screaming in the bedroom. So if you hear jingling, that's Roman. He's decided that he wants to be in our laps while we're recording, and he wants to... Sophia, well, you and Sophia and Nick and Ella made these succulents and so there's these succulent pots everywhere and they're on the windowsills and we're gonna we're gonna wake up to the sound of broken glass and a (laughs) bleeding cat and there's gonna be dirt and stuff everywhere. But he's decided that he really wants to do that right now while we're recording a podcast. So to backtrack a little bit, I mean fuck, it's been a long time.
0: Yeah, what have we been doing? You and I have both been working really hard.
1: We've both been working really hard. Uh, selling lots of cards, making lots of pizzas, doing a, a moderate amount of makeup.
0: And Made a fun photo shoot.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Dan fake married his real wife during a photo shoot that I did makeup for. And I fake married my real hairstylist. <laughs> uh so that was super cool. Um, but there was also it was well, we had Valentine's Day and then there was mercury retrograde and everybody has heard like mercury retrograde and that's sort of a cop out for like oh well you know shit's going wrong is it is mercury in retrograde and i wanted to talk a bit ugh, ugh, i wanted to talk about that because this there was a 3 week chunk of time beginning of March to end of March, that was just fucking, like, brutal for everyone. And I don't want to say there's no other explanation other than Mercury retrograde, but it was, like, everywhere. People were talking about it, and it was a a Mercury retrograde with the moon in Pisces. So what that means is that it's like any other Mercury retrograde with communication problems and stuff going wrong but also when the moon is in pisces people are extra emotional so it was really fucking gnarly i don't know where you stand on it but remember it was like every day during that three weeks i was like fucking mercury fucking mercury in retrograde (laughs) so i wanted to talk about that a little bit if you don't know what mercury retrograde is it's when mercury appears to be going backwards and it's not actually going backwards but it's is sort of like when you are watching a movie and you're watching a car driving, and the way that the speed of the film syncs up with the speed of the tires, it makes the tires look like they're going backwards. Oh, right. That's what Mercury Retrograde that is. Me I know, it still confuses me as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> it's associated with like confusion and delay and frustration and communication issues. And also with this particular mer- Mercury Retrograde. It affects, apparently, travel. And so I had my birthday on March 16th. Two people, including Sophia, ordered me birthday presents, and they didn't come in time. And I think you had some sort of snafu with the post office. But again, that's not even news because our post office...
0: (laughs) Post office is always in
1: retrograde. The post office is always in retrograde. That's what it should say at the Lake Street post office. It's just Minneapolis post office always in retrograde. Mm-hmm. But then there were a couple of plane crashes which were I think they were both Boeing 757s something the like that. Not They're not doing awesome, but there was a plane crash in Africa and then there was some other one and they grounded all of those planes and that was during Mercury retrograde also. So there was lots of weird stuff going on, and it's apparently a time where there's lots of communication problems, and so you're not supposed to sign contracts, you're not supposed to make big decisions, you're not supposed to break up or make up with anybody. Guess who fucking broke up with someone on during Mercury retrograde? Nice one, <laughs> good one, right? <laughs> Uh, whoops. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) I, I, this is how woo-woo I am. I definitely dragged it out a little longer.
0: (laughs) See if you can make it outside a little bit? Well, because I
1: was just like, well, you know, if I do it during Mercury retrograde, it's gonna, I'm always gonna wonder, you know, if I had just waited or whatever. And finally I got to a point where I was like, fuck this, like, I'm bringing this up. And again, it was it was a communication issue. Like I kept asking this guy, like, Is everything okay? Everything fine? I can sense something's going on. And he's like, no, 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 everything's cool. Everything's cool. And I was just like, all right, all right. And I was gonna wait till the 28th when Mercury retrograde ended. And it was like the 26th. I was just like, all right, I can't handle this anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna do this. And yeah, we broke up. So, but it was definitely for the best because damn. So, I don't know. I thought that was funny. That was probably, like, my most exciting thing in the last month and a half was all of this retrograde stuff. But it was very cool because it was a time of, like, Mercury retrograde is supposed to be really brutal when you're going through it, but it's supposed to be teaching you and growing you. And it was just a really eye-opening time in regard to learning that there are people that will be really good to you or really nice to you. And we always think of actions speaking louder than words, but I think there's sort of a pattern in our, I don't know if it's a societal thing or in the atmosphere or what, but it's definitely like people saying something and then acting completely differently. And so we kind of take them on their actions versus their words and then they'll fall back on those words. So I equate it to sort of like if you were to go into a car dealership and you're like, yeah, like, I'm not really looking to buy a car right now. But you ask to take a test drive, the car salesman is going to assume that you're sort of like on the fence. Yeah, changing your mind a little bit. Right, you're changing your mind a little bit or you're trying to maybe like, you're trying to maybe explore the possibility of buying a car. And you go in and you drive the car test drive the car like every day and you fill out the loan application and you start asking how to maintain the car you go take the car for a car wash you take it on a road trip and then the car salesman's like yo like you're gonna buy this car or not (laughs) and the person's like yeah I told you like six weeks ago I I don't want to buy a car it's sort of like all right you little bitch so (laughs) so that was a good lesson for me because i think there's a there was a history of people not really treating me that well and me being like oh okay well that's typical like they didn't treat me well so that makes sense this person treated me very well they just kind of wanted to play house so that's like a new thing and now i'm sort of figuring out well if you can't trust someone on their actions and like the the blame and guilt like always falls on the woman so it's always like okay well you know, how do I, like, not get duped or tricked? Which, the, the thing is, is, like, it it's not my fault. And it's not anybody's fault that anything like this happens. But it's just kind of interesting how my brain is being like, how do I prevent somebody else from doing this to me without completely, like, having a wall up and shutting people you out? You have to see it out to know. Yeah, you have to see it out till the end. And, like, you don't know. And so that was... I don't know. That was, like, an interesting and cool lesson, so we'll see what happens. But definitely not going to date for a while. I'm just, like, not, just, I'm totally turned off by the whole, it just feels gross right now. So we'll see. We'll see how uh, the next few months fares because I'm so boy crazy. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> and spring's
0: coming. It's spring fever time.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, I know.
0: Um, this is spring the- fever just all year long for me.
1: This same. I know, we're like the horniest people in the world. Weather's gonna get nice. It's gonna be real sexy outside. Well, it's not gonna be that sexy because in two days it's supposed to snow like twenty inches. Smile
0: Sami. Now that now that it's warm out, I'm gonna be hollering at my wife every day versus when it's cold outside, I only do it every other day.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And I also holler at your wife with a similar frequency. <laughs> All right, so speaking of snow, I gathered some statistics because I do have to say fucking Minnesotans are the worst with, like, the like the weather's so crazy. <laughs> and I don't understand why that continues to be a novelty. I think maybe there's a certain – I mean, I know that there's, like, a certain – like clout or flex with like i live in this super cold climate and i'm super tough i think very few people genuinely enjoy it i think there's a few people that are like i love to snowboard and i love to ski and i love fucking wearing long johns all year and like that kind of stuff but for the most part i do i think it's just like kind of something to talk about and i gathered these statistics because i was like everybody's talking about this snowstorm that's coming in two days. And, oh, my God, it's April. I can't believe it. It's April, and it's going to snow. And it's, like, snowed last year in April and the year before. (laughs) And that's not, like, unusual. So, And it's not unusual for all of the snow to melt and for it to be nice and then for us to get dumped on with snow in the springtime. It's just super common. So I looked up some statistics just so that I could flex and just be like, and yet you still bitch about how like the weather is so unseasonable or I can't believe it snowed. So here's some statistics. Um, apparently as it stands right now, the latest recorded measurable snow in Minnesota was one and a half inches in Mizpah, which is in Kuchiching County. I don't even know where that is. What? Um. Yeah, it sounds...
0: Cooch County?
1: Cooch County. Let's move there. Um. But it's it, it's got to be northern Minnesota. Yeah. Um. And that was on June 4th. Holy cow. <laughs> and it was in 1935. And then the earliest documented snow in Minnesota was just a trace, but it fell at the Duluth Airport on August 31st, 1949. So imagine it being like... You go to, like, the state fair, and you're scorching on what is several miles of blacktop that smells like corn dogs with your friends, and you're getting a sunburn, and then you're like, hey, let's just take a quick, like, road trip up to Duluth, and we'll hang out at the airport, and then it starts snowing. (laughs) Like, that would just, that would blow my mind.
0: That would be really
1: weird. Yeah. um, So maximum 24-hour snowfall was 36 inches, and that was January 7th, 1994. So I was 11 years old and i'm pretty sure that school was canceled that day and my parents took me to like the Shoreview community center or something so that was uh that was a great day <laughs> <laughs> um maximum single storm snowfall was that same week it was january 6th through 8th and it was 46.5 inches and then the maximum uh seasonal snowfall was 170.5 inches between the fall of 1949 and the spring of 1950, and that's according to the Minnesota DNR. So that's a lot of fucking snow, and it's, you know, whatever. So, um, and then I recorded, like, the lowest temps on record. I'm going to put my ice pack on the computer in an attempt to cool it because that's definitely going to fucking work. So... We're looking at like, yeah, I mean, like four degrees Fahrenheit in May, 21 degrees in August, um, stuff like that.
0: So these are like the craziest measurements within the warm months, but not overall. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, the lowest recorded temperature um, is negative 60 degrees on February 2nd, 1996. And then the largest single day. Temperature change was a 71 degree drop, and that was on April 3rd, 1982. So imagine, like, you wake up, it's 71 degrees outside, and then like midday or whatever, it's zero. That's nuts. I can't even. I cannot even imagine that. Um, apparently, the only month that it's never snowed in Minnesota is July. Yeah, that's pretty crazy, and um, I don't get it. I don't get why we live here. I don't get why humans live here.
0: <laughs> it's because we have the best spring and fall, and then by the time we're we're all wrapped up into the nice fall and then, winter and then we score.
1: yeah, definitely. Well, and it's also I've I've heard that I have definitely heard that that you know well if you can handle the winter, like all the other seasons are really nice, and. I guess, yeah, that's true, but it fucking snows every month. (laughs) Except for July. It has snowed every month except for fucking July. Like, how is that? Like, yep, if you make it through the winter, the rest of the year is great. Like, not to say that it's typical, but you can't really be surprised living up here. Like, it can really snow at any time. And that's not putting into account the fact that we also have a tornado season. We have a rainy season. Sometimes we don't have a fall because it snows so early. Sometimes we don't have a spring because it goes from like cold ass temperatures like straight into summer. We just have like the dumbest weather ever.
0: Speaking of dumb weather, did you see the. I saw a bunch of friends on Twitter posting videos, but North and South Carolina was getting these huge, huge snowflakes. Like no. The fluffy, like they were, their ground was just covered with like the fluffiest snow. Like it wasn't even like. You know, like, when the South, like, shuts down when yeah. half an inch hits the ground because they don't know what to do? Yeah, this like, was, like, actual... It. This was the actual, like, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, my... I have family that lives in Tucson, and they were getting... They got snow. And then it also snowed in L.A., and it was... God, if... Go on Twitter or go on Facebook and look up, like, Blizzard of L.A. Like, these fucking... I uh, You know I love L.A.? I love California, but just people were losing their minds. So like it's fucking snowing. There's so much snow, and it was just how could
0: we possibly
1: dry? Like a little dusting. it was the most dramatic thing ever. It was so cute, but I struggle to think that it's worth it to live here year round when I've lived in places where it's nice year round. It's very hard for me to justify, but those places also do not have fall. Right. And they don't really have spring, like fruit grows year round and all that kind of stuff.
0: When I get rich, I love to have a place to go to when I feel like it in another place. Yep. But I do love the like definitively different seasons. Yeah. I would just like to be able to bounce whenever it's like an inconveniently cold day <laughs> or week. Same. Same. <laughs> and then come back when I feel like it.
1: Yeah. Last year I left for California mid November, and it was forty degrees outside. And then I was in the Coachella Valley and Tucson until February, so it was beautiful. And the thing is, is like my body acclimates to being warm really fast, so. uh I was, like, going outside to have a cigarette, and it would be 65, and I'd be fucking freezing. Like, a photographer took a photo of me outside when it was, like, 65, 70, and I'm all bundled up in a jacket and a scarf because I'm so cold, and then I came up here, and it was, like, two degrees, and and I think part of it was because I drove, so your body's sort of, like, acclimates as oh, you're driving sure. to a colder it wasn't like a climate flight
0: where you're just immediately... yeah
1: where you get off a plane and you're like slapped in the face with a with a winter glove of icy cold wind so i got here um i left the day after the super bowl and it took me three days to come back and so i got back here and i was like okay i'll enjoy the last you know month and a half of winter or whatever and then we had a It wasn't a snowfall in April. It was a fucking blizzard. And I didn't have gloves. I didn't have a snow scraper. I didn't have salt. I didn't have shit. And because when you come back, you're like, oh, if I can just tough it out a little bit,
0: it'll be fine. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and Sophia showed up and had to dig me out. And it was really pathetic. Also, the snow emergency... So I almost engaged in some fisticuffs with a Minneapolis traffic control police officer. So I was apparently parked on the wrong side of the street, and I saw her ticketing people. And it looked like other people were confused, too. So it was sort of like, I don't want to say it wasn't my fault, but it's just easy to get confused. It's like even side, odd side, and then when they make the snow emergency... So usually the first day of the snow emergency, they plow the emergency routes, which um, are like the main streets that people need to use to get around. Well, they declared it at like eight o'clock at night and I figured I was safe on either side of a residential street. So I wake up and my car is like two cars away from getting ticketed. So I come out there and I'm like scraping my car off and I'm like trying to get it in, you know cleaned off so I can move it. And as I'm cleaning the fucking car, the woman comes over. She doesn't say anything to me. She doesn't say anything like, hey, I'm going to have to give you a ticket. She just comes by and takes her sleeve of her jacket and wipes off my rear license plate a foot and a half from me, like scrapes it off and takes a photo of it. And I was like, "Uh, hi, I'm sorry. I'm like trying to move my car. And she's like, yeah, well, you're parked at an emergency route and I, or on a snow fucking snow route. And I was like, uh, yeah, but isn't the first day of the parking rule for emergency routes? And she goes, that was last night. This is today. This is day two of the snow, of the snow emergency. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize that days were 12 hours long now. And she goes, Do you want me to give you a warning or do you want me to give you a ticket? And I was like, oh. (laughs) I was like, a ticket or a fucking warning, I guess, bitch. So, meanest parking person ever. Also, I do have to say, like, that probably is a shitty job. I feel like. I hate that job. I feel like you probably go into that job and you're like, yeah, I'm going to be like the nice parking cop. Yeah. And then after you get it shit thro- Yeah, after you get shit thrown at you and you get screamed at a few <laughs> times, you're like, Oh no, now I'm out to ruin everyone's life.
0: Yeah.
1: So I guess I get it, but
0: it's right up there with like working for like repo or something.
1: Yeah, like I do think there's a part of it where you have to really enjoy being a prick and ruining people's day. Like that that has to be a thing. Like you have to be a misanthrope and you have to hate people. Or you go in liking people and it just fucking squeezes it out of you that's the that's the only thing i can think because i don't know i don't think i'd last very long i think i'd be like i'm so sorry i have to i have to give you a ticket and i'd be handing it to him and i'd be crying and they would be like they'd be like you suck and i'd be like i'm just doing my job and i'm sorry (laughs) not not a job for us no
0: i'd be leaving like a local coffee shop coupon with every ticket to try to make it look
1: I I, get, I had to give you a ticket, but I got you a gift card. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that makes me that makes me sad. But also, that'd be a really cute character in a movie, like the really really nice cop. That's yeah. like I'm so sorry. Listen.
0: No, I have to arrest you. But here's five dollars off your next Starbucks purchase. <laughs> thanks for
1: not. Thanks for not resisting arrest. Yeah. Here's a Starbucks gift card. I've
0: um, got four punches on my, like... Subway <laughs> club, yeah, like... I
1: just want to just <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's so sad. That sounds like something in a Coen Brothers movie. Amen. Oh, man. Okay, well, so we made it through the winter, basically. This is going to be probably the last snowfall. We made it through the winter. What are your plans for the spring, besides us saying that we're going to do a podcast every week and then not doing one for six weeks. What What are your other plans? My other
0: plans. Um,
1: are you going to try to go to Florida?
0: Yeah, I think we'll reschedule that trip. Um, we've got, i trying to think for the spring, I think we've got a family trip with my side of the family. There's a card show I want to get to in Chicago. That's more summer, though, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. spring, I guess, I don't really know.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I um, am doing my first pop-up for the vegan pizza business that I have. It's a frozen vegan pizza business, and people are going crazy, which is super cool. But it is a huge lesson for me in regard to business and in regard to like having a business that serves everyone versus having a business that serves women and gay men. So being a makeup artist, having the business that I have, I hear a lot of apologies, like a lot of like clients, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because those groups of people are taught to not to take up space. Right. Well, pizza is for everyone. And I have gotten a huge lesson. I think I intentionally sort of sheltered myself just because or or maybe subconsciously sheltered myself because of the line of work that i do and i have been mansplained so many times in the last like three weeks of this business going live and then also i have had dudes like flex on me and it's like a totally new thing and it has been such an exercise in trying to not be cunty for the sake of the business (laughs) and also realizing that, like, men who do that, there's no way for you to show them or convince them that they're being a piece of shit. (laughs) So that has definitely opened my eyes. Because you know me, like, I'm always like, no, men aren't trash. They're not trash. They're not trash. And my woman friends are like no men are terrible and i'm like no they're really not you don't you're just being internet and oh dude after this i'm like <laughs> so within a couple days of having the facebook page live we had to quick whip up a logo because it was like we went from zero to 60 and the name of the business is a play on a print song and this guy was telling me how i should have a purple logo and giving me this quote-unquote advice, and I was just like, "Who does this guy think he is? Like, this is so dumb."
0: Which, like, first of all, the family of Prince probably wouldn't be the biggest fan,
1: right? So, like, you
0: probably wouldn't even be able to pull that off.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> I <laughs> even I mean, if you wanted to. Yeah, I, I mean it's a it's a joke, and you can't you can't copyright a song, right? Um, but yeah, if you keep ripping off the likeness of something enough,
0: like if you made the peas and. In- Pizza. Yeah. The P in pizza control, the Prince logo. Yeah. <laughs> I <wouldn't> lie,
1: <laughs> yeah. But, and another thing I think is that there's this let's take this playful nod to an icon that's local and let's just shove it down everyone's throats. Yeah. And it's like, that's not necessary. So instead of popping off at this guy like I would have if it was related to my makeup business, I was like oh god like painfully pragmatic about it I was like thanks for the suggestion and like very gently was like you suck but then I had another person order a pizza from me and it was like a husband and wife couple and they really liked it and then she said on the internet that she liked another one of my pizzas and she wanted one and he was getting competitive with me about how his pizza would be better. Pizza envy. And yeah, he had pizza envy. And it was like, I just don't get it. I don't get how you would be threatened by a pizza (laughs) and how you would go on the internet and sort of publicly humiliate yourself or publicly challenge somebody that you don't know and be like, "Well, mine is better." And I didn't do it, but everything in me wanted to be like, "Oh, that's amazing. What's the name of your pizza business? Maybe I can follow you and we can do a trade or something." Mm-hmm. I was just so irritated. So, I mean, but yeah, you clap back at guys like that and they just they don't get it. I was watching um I was watching commentary of the Gillette ad. So, Gillette, the razor company, Um, made an ad that was basically um, their their slogan for years was the best a man can get. And their ad, which was like a short film, was is this the best that men can do? And it was talking about the Me Too movement. It was talking about toxic masculinity and bullying and boys will be boys and all this stuff. And, like, men flipped the fuck out. And there was this guy that was, like, commentator on some news show i don't know if it's fucking fox news or what it was but he was like are you really gonna make an ad that points out all the bad stuff that men can do and make them feel bad and then try to sell them an overpriced razor and i was like welcome welcome to being a woman like, that's literally the formula of every ad ever made targeting women ever. is like, hey, guess what? Here's these things you do that make you suck. And here's how you're not good enough. Here's a thing you should buy to fix it. Like, they just did one ad for men like that. And men, like, shit their fucking pants. And I just, the ad depicted stuff that should be a no-brainer. It should be a no-brainer... That's the thing. Yeah, it should be be a no-brainer not to sexually harass women. It should be a no-brainer not to let your boy kids bully people. It should be a no-brainer to um, not reinforce not having emotions, being super aggressive and violent, and being pig-headed and not listening to people, and objectifying women. And these should all be things that you nod your head and be like, "Oh yeah, no, totally. Those things, we really need to work on those." And it was there was this big backlash and uproar. I mean, do I believe that Gillette is like, "Oh yeah, like we're woke now."
0: Yeah.
1: Or, you know, do I believe that it was a big PR stunt or marketing thing that's cashing in on this wokeness movement? I have my opinions on that, but I was literally like I watched it and I was like, "Here it comes, fucking cry babies." <laughs> So I knew if I had said anything to either one of these guys that they, I was just trying to help and like, you're a bitch. And like, I'm not going to be heard as a woman, but if they cry about something, everyone's going to listen to them. So, so I'm certainly learning the nuances of owning a business that has male clientele and that, men interact with and purchase. Like, I'm largely left alone as a makeup artist, besides when a uh, guy will walk into, like, a the bride's room of a wedding party. It'll be, like, the dad or the brother or something, and they'll be like, oh, can I get some blush? And I'm like, yeah, sit down. I get paid to do makeup on men all the time. Or, let me guess, is this bitch stuff that's below you? And then they, like, you know, I dominate that room, and yeah. I call them out for trying to assert dominance in that room when it's not their space and they leave and I can sort of shrug it off and make a joke about it while still making them uncomfortable enough where they leave and if they think I'm a bitch I don't care I'm there to do people's makeup and get paid for it right but like I'm just really quickly learning that like if I piss off one guy it can damage my business it can take my business down and I'll be labeled like the man-hating pizza company or something like that, <laughs> even though, like, one of the owners is a guy. So, I, I don't know. Definitely learning and waking up to that. But I- I've never experienced it firsthand in any of any of the ways I've worked because I've always worked in, like, female or femme-dominated industries.
0: I feel like that's why so many businesses... Have outside social media people, Mm -hmm. someone that's like not that's just like brought in that's not like connected to the name, like an owner that has the energy to feel that shit. Yeah,
1: yeah, it would be super cool to have enough money, and I'm I'm sure that that'll happen eventually. But it'd be great to have enough money to just be like, yeah, I don't even need to see that. Right. Like, if you want to mansplain my recipe. I do it to my PR person who'll just put some like spin on it that right. makes us look good and makes you look like a fucking idiot. Um, tiny
0: Eagle Dan move. Yep,
1: Tiny Eagle Dan, but it's like I'm not there yet and so I I'm learning to be pragmatic because the inner foster kid wants to come out and be like, I will verbally destroy you <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't do any good. It feels really good in the moment and I'm so committed to the cause that I won't apologize for it and I won't back down and that's just not good for business. So, uh, I mean, you know, like you, you hear women say all the time, like, Oh yeah, like in a boardroom, I have a really good idea and nobody listens to me and then somebody steals my idea or like, you know, I didn't get this promotion because I'm too sexy or I'm not sexy enough. Or I, I have to wonder is did I not get this because I wasn't qualified or because I did something wrong? Or is it because I'm a woman and I'm inherently not trustworthy because I'm emotional or because I'm inferior or whatever. And it certainly is a reality that I'm experiencing, even at this small of a scale, like the business has blown up, but it's like to do this, to do so much work to make something happen and to have somebody come along and be like, Oh, you should do this. And it's like, I didn't, I didn't ask you though. I didn't ask you for your advice or for your opinion. And you're not a customer and you didn't buy anything. And like, where, what is, what's going through your head? And I just like, I just don't think it's a thought process. I don't think it's deliberately malicious, but I think subconsciously it's very like, oh, this makes me scared or this threatens me or this is how I'm going to make myself feel big today is by, like, doing this and they can kind of sit behind an iron keyboard. But even, I mean, even before, like, we officially launched the business, like, I'd be in an Uber, like, having a conversation with a dude and I'd be like, yeah, um, so I'm starting this vegan pizza business and he's like, oh, well, you know what you should do? You should have a food truck. Like, Number one, I didn't fucking ask you. Number two, this is Minnesota, where it snows five months out of the year, and I can't have a food truck. And number three, like, just can you drive the Uber? <laughs> like, it, it's, yeah, it's just been from, from the jump. It's been crazy. But now that things are public, there's there's more of it. So, I don't know. I don't know, man. Well... Any news? Any announcements? Anything?
0: Um, before well, so I'm gonna wrap this up, it's the championship for March Madness tonight. Oh That's yeah! So exciting. Oh Angela's my god! Angela's pumped. We yeah. have team like she hasn't <laughs> been so excited about anything all year. But there's right. literally team banners hanging from every single wall. Right, her bedroom.
1: Right. I mean, the final four is, is like my <laughs> second birthday. Yeah. And I'm so stoked on it. And you know what I was really stoked about is that I went to take the bus downtown to go to Trader Joe's and the bus rerouted because Nicolette is shut down because the final (laughs) four is here in Minneapolis. So I was super stoked to be rerouted to Northeast Minneapolis and stuck at a bus stop and then it started raining. And then I had to call an Uber and that Uber was $11 more than it normally would have been for me to get to Trader Joe's. And then I had to call another one to get
0: home. But then you remembered how excited you were about the championship. But then I was
1: just like, oh my God, the championship, you know, (laughs) so stoked about it. The cats are wearing like Auburn shirts and stuff. (laughs) So really super, super stoked about it. So yeah. You can't stop talking about it. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. We don't need a major thoroughfare going through Minneapolis. We can use other streets. There's other streets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, fucking learn to walk, everybody. Yeah. Jesus.
0: Sacrifice a little yeah. bit for a cause.
1: Yeah, you got 20 pizza doughs in a backpack. Like, suck it up. Yeah. Walk four blocks. Yeah. It's fine. Don't be a pussy. <laughs> totally.
0: Uh, we also lost Nipsey Hustle. We did lose N- Nipsey Hustle. Everyone should go listen to him all day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know what else we had.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Happen. There's probably so many things we're forgetting in the span of time between podcasts.
1: I know. We need to just, if we're not going to make a podcast for this long, we need to be journaling yeah. furiously and then just read the journal in the next podcast. I think would be a great idea. So, um, so yeah, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, I think that um, the the ice pack sort of worked. I know.
0: I I heard the fan trying for a little bit, and then it faded off
1: again. That's true. So you can thank the guy that I just broke up with, because this was his suggestion. (laughs) Or he broke up with... I don't know who broke up with who. I was rude. Retrograde
0: did it. Yeah. Broke up with you guys. Retrograde broke us up.
1: So anyway, um, he subscribes to the podcast. Maybe he's still subscribed. So if you're listening thank you for the ice pack idea. It was successful. I hope that you find what you're looking for and that you have a great life. And I appreciate the time that we spent together and, um, I'll see you never. So, (laughs) all right, that's it. You can follow Dan at Dan Nothi, that is D-A-N-N-O-E-T-H-E. Correct. You can follow me at Angela Morris Makeup. You can follow Pizza Control at Pizza Control M-P-L-S. And, of course, you can follow The Flower Confessional at The Flower Confessional, all one word. All of those are on Instagram. And now we're on, like, fucking Facebook again, which is just... I'm so thrilled. Just can't. So stoked to be back on Facebook. It is... All of the conversations are just thrilling and engaging and productive. Productive political discussions. Absolutely. Lots of people respecting each other. If you want to feel respected and heard, Facebook is a great place to find your voice and your community and to just bring bring people together. I mean.
0: There's no better way to really stand for a cause than to click the share button and then do nothing.
1: That's exactly right. And I, as a, you know, I, as a person who, uh, I mean, I just thank you so much for speaking on my behalf by resharing that meme about depression and uh, women's rights and all that stuff. You've changed my life for the better. Appreciate you so much. (laughs) All right. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye. Bye.